You're listening to the Put Your Passion to Work podcast, where together we seek to gather inspiration, motivation, along with tangible tips to start and scale your coaching business. I'm your host, Michelle Marie, mindset and business coach. With over 18 years of business experience, you and I are going to transform your passion of helping others so you too can create a profitable coaching business. Let's have some fun while we build your biz starting right now. Today, I get to interview the boss lady in sweatpants. Oh, how I love saying that. Allison Schulz. Allison is a mompreneur with two boys in high school and middle school. She's been married for 18 years and she started in corporate, as you're going to hear, but found out pretty quickly that she hated it. She wanted to be home with her boys and still support her family financially, which led her to start the entrepreneur lifestyle. And years later, she is now a brand strategist and stock photographer. She helps mom bosses build their brand online in minutes a day. And she's going to share with us her top five tips on how you can start to craft your personal brand for your business or your professional life. I'm really excited to get all her nuggets of wisdom in today's episode. Hi, Allison. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Michelle. You are so welcome, everyone. This is the boss lady in sweatpants. <laughs> I love that name. I love your brand. And as it turns out, you, you're going to teach our audience how to craft your essential brand in five easy steps. Yes, I am. <laughs> awesome. So before we go there, I want to hear your story. I want to hear how you got started. What has your journey been like thus far, Allison? Well, I think my story really starts out a lot like any other woman. I went to college, I got the degree, and I got the corporate job. Now, the job was cool, but I really did not like the corporate environment. And I just knew deep down, it really wasn't for me. I always saw myself as that stay-at-home mom with kids. That's what I eventually did. But I still felt that something was missing. You know, I had that mom guilt when you're taking your kids through Target and you're getting them the little, you know, tchotchkes. It was that guilt of not contributing financially to my family, even though what I was doing was the best thing for our family. But, you know, something was tugging at my heartstrings and I just couldn't figure out what it was. When was this? Oh my gosh. Well, my oldest is 15. So, I mean, we're 13, 15 years ago. Okay. So a few years, you know, when my kids were smaller, a friend introduced me to an MLM company and I joined pretty much out of curiosity (laughs) and I love the products and I actually still use them to this day, but honestly, being a consultant for that specific industry just wasn't enough for me. I was always that creative person. I love designing on the computer. I love taking pictures of my kids. So when I was in college, I majored in mass communications and with an emphasis on visual communications. And my first corporate job was marketing and graphic design for the banking industry. Which sounds like it aligns and like, yes, I've done it. I've yes. gotten it. This is my dream right. job. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a dream job, you know. <laughs> waking up every morning and putting on like the corporate suit and the heels and just being in that environment was just, it did not align with who I was. And Mm -hmm. 
So that idea of boss lady and sweatpants just kind of came to me when I actually went back to school, got my master's and my teaching certificate, because I thought that was the holy grail. Like, oh, this is it. I'm just going to be a teacher and have my summers off. You know, it yes. sounds great, right? It no, <laughs> it's not, that was probably harder than my corporate job. How so? I have such respect for teachers, but your job doesn't end at three o'clock. Like I was taking lesson plans home and figuring out how I'm going to, you know, diversify the lessons with all these different kids. Cause I was doing first grade. Okay. You know, and that yeah. was tough. And then dealing with parents. And then I had my two little ones. So I was like, this is not for me. I don't want to do this. And, you know, I just knew I really wanted to build a business from home and be able to work in my sweatpants. And that's really where the idea of Boss Lady in Sweatpants came. <laughs> awesome. So when was this brand born for you? Was this recently? Was this 10 years ago? So Boss Lady in Sweatpants really developed probably about three years ago. Okay. And I'm going to be honest, in the beginning, I just threw it out there. And I thought Boss Lady in Sweatpants was going to be like this mom lifestyle blog. Like I sure. thought I was just going to be like super cool stay-at-home mom blogger. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm silently laughing really hard right now. <laughs> right. I know. So, but through, you know, just everything that I've learned, you know, today I am the mompreneur helping other mompreneurs build their brand online through my podcast, through my social networks. And, you know, I help them through my stock photography membership. I love that. So just to paraphrase, and I'm hearing an, an echoing of the sentiment in my life of what I went through too. For example, going to college right out of high school, getting that job. Actually, I got the job and went to college at the same time and I'm still at the job. Like I still am at the same company. I do different things now. I have a more greater responsibility than that entry level position, but you dabble. And then it's like, well, you know, pays the bills. I'm checking the boxes. I'd be crazy to leave. Then the economy tanked back in 08. So what do I do next? Oh, let me dabble here. And you said, you mentioned MLM. There was a stint there. I did the same thing. Then all of a sudden this, you know, I'm snapping my fingers, but this brand comes to us. If only I could be a boss lady in sweatpants. Cause I don't like this corporate <laughs> stuff. And for me, it was, oh, if only I could help people put their passion to work because all my friends sit around over wine and conversation and dinner and think, what if, what else is out there for us? Is this all there is? So you went ahead and did that leap from corporate to entrepreneur. And now you help women craft their brand. Yeah. So let's fast forward. Well, fast forward in this journey now, three years ago, you're starting it. How did you land your first clients? Did it take a long time or did it take off for you? You know what it took? It was very, very slow um, because like I said, I was throwing spaghetti at the wall. And honestly, mm -hmm. my first year in business, I made zero dollars because in the beginning, I really thought, you know, I didn't understand what personal branding was. When I first started out in business, I mean, I, I didn't know what it was. I never heard of personal branding. I simply thought, okay, my business would be represented by my logo and my website and, you know, my digital products. And after a year, right. I soon realized that's not what it is in today's social, you know, modern social world. Like, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people feel when they're starting out, in business, either you have your own idea or if you have an MLM 
they feel that they have to have these amazing products or services and put it out there and people are just going to flock to you for them. That's mm -hmm. not the case. Once I removed my products and services off the table and focused on building my personal brand and representing who I am and what I stand for. And I put that out, especially on Instagram. That's when my business blew up. Good. That, We're going to get to that. Yes. Yeah. Because I know there's people listening here right now that might be within their first year or maybe even beyond that. And she's not making the money she wants to. And maybe she's even close to giving up. And what was I thinking? And I'm putting money out and it's not coming back in, et cetera. And I can echo that same thing again, is that at first it, it takes a while before yeah. you can make consistent income, especially if you're like me and you're doing this part-time because you only have X amount of hours to dedicate per week and you still have families and your sanity. And if you're like me, you're nine to five. That's a public service announcement right there that I want to point out. And you said it, it's, it's like, don't give up because right. if you would have, you wouldn't be here right now and you wouldn't be making this income for yourself and for your family and helping other women impact. So, well, and I think too, on top of that, we get sucked into the social media world and seeing what success looks like. All the Jasmine stars and the James Wedmore and the Amy Porterfields of the world. We look at them and go, wow, they're so successful. That's awesome. What you don't see though, is the years and years and years that they put into that. Mm, they are point. not overnight successes. They have been working hard. They've had full-time jobs and then doing their passion on the side. Yeah, and they'll and here's tell you. The thing. Right, and don't give up on that. You know, here's the thing. If it lights you up and you're, you cannot wait to get home from your either your full-time job or your part-time job and you can't wait to work on it, that's telling you something. Absolutely. Put your blinders on. Don't listen to the outside world. Don't listen to what society tells you. Oh, you can't do that. You need to have a stable nine to five. Well, that's fine. Have the stable nine to five, but don't give up on what lights you up. Absolutely. Exactly. So I love that message. And the names that you mentioned, I don't think they'll even say that they're overnight successes and they've had to fail and fall and pivot and get back up and do that consistency and look where they are today. So we all have that within our grasp. If we believe in ourselves. I think all those names you mentioned as well, they all have something in common, which is probably a strong personal brand. Yes. So let's talk about that pivot now. You know, maybe someone's in MLM and she's all about the products and she even loves these products and know they work and you're pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. What is she missing? Or even if you're selling your own digital products and services, how can we start to make that transition that our personal brand can help us sell? Well, basically, everyone needs to really understand that your personal brand is, it's not your MLM company. It's not your logo. It's not your website's pretty colors. And don't worry if that's what you thought it was because I did too in my first year of business. Yeah. Now, remember, your logo and your colors, they are important. But what you have to realize is your personal brand is you, and it's what you stand for. So basically, when you're thinking of your personal brand, it's the experience you give your followers or your audience. Your brand is your overall reputation. That's really essentially what it is. And I can go a little deeper. It's 
how your audience feels after they've interacted with your content. It's how they feel. So it's your website, your Instagram account, or your Facebook live videos. Your personal brand is reflected wherever you show up. So Ooh, I if, like that. Yeah. So if you're a blogger and you release a new blog post every week, your personal brand is going to be in your blog post. If you do videos and you upload them, upload them to YouTube, your personal brand is there. Or if you're a great writer and you email your list often, guess what? Mm-hmm. Your personal brand is reflected in those emails too. Everything you do, it's how you speak. It's how you act, how you write, and how you show up is your personal brand. So how do we know? So, okay, I have this business. I'm putting myself out there, and I don't know how, other, how I'm making other people feel. How can we start to hone in and, one, make sure what we want to put out there as our personal brand is matching up with what's actually out there. And two, how can we start to craft that if maybe it's not adding up? So we're going to then jump into the five elements to crafting your personal brand. And I really recommend most people want to start this backwards and it's okay because that's how I did it. I started at step five. And then that's when everything gets confusing. This will really help you develop and fine tune your brand. But remember, it's never written in stone. Your brand can evolve and change over time, just like your business evolves and changes. So does your personal brand. My brand has shifted slightly in the last two years as far as the way that I may deliver my stuff. But the really, the first step, and this is, to me, this is the most important step step in developing your personal brand. What's your story? Dig deep into why you do what you do and how you can help others. Being authentic to who you are defines your brand. If you're, and I would say, if your story doesn't move you, doesn't light you up, or even bring a tear to your eye, then it's not your story. And you need to dig deeper. This is like the development stage. I knew I wanted to focus on like the mompreneur lifestyle brand because of one thing my son said to me one day when we were in the car when I was working. And to this day, I still remember that moment and it's deep in my heart and it moved me. And that is the point where my brand story started all because of that. And if you can't think of something like that, you need to keep digging. So I'm hearing pivotal moments, kind of those life-changing moments, those seeds that become planted that spark something in us to say, hey, and how about this? I I struggle with this and I I actually changed it because I thought I was going too deep in that, in too TMI, not saying stuff that was embarrassing, but going too emotionally deep where I wasn't maybe even ready to share it yet, but it probably would have resonated with my person. And I took it down. I don't think I've even put it back up yet. And part of that story, it hasn't come true yet. Like the success of, oh, well, if I do leave corporate someday, I'm not there yet. But I still have those moments and those stories to resonate with people that those feelings of should I, could I, will I? Well, that's funny that you say that because I say your story is how you're going to relate to your ideal audience. That's what you really have to remember because I think people are, when they start 
their own business or an MLM or whatever they're doing. And I think we've all been here. We feel like we need to relate or attract everybody. That's just not the case. If you try to relate to everybody in the end, you're attracting absolutely nobody. So if you have that deep story, I can guarantee you are going to relate to a lot of people out there. And if you don't relate to those people, then they're not your, they're your people. That's a good thing. Don't worry about them because that's not who you're going to serve in the end. That's not who you're going to do business with. So crafting your story, maybe writing it down, journaling it out, going back to it, adding to it. Absolutely. And I always say money can't be the answer of why you do what you do. Take money off the table. There must be another reason why you do what you do. Now, financial freedom may be a part of it, but your story is deeper. Because I'll tell you right now, I, am, I don't make six figures, mm-hmm. but I love what I do and I'll never give it up because for me, I am home 100% of the time with my kids and I'm building a business and I'm helping other mompreneurs and I am being creative and I am working on my terms. If I want to work three days a week because I'm going to fit it around my family, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, it comes to, we don't all want to be on the cover of Forbes. Maybe we don't want to work as hard as it will take to make that six figure. And by the way, who says six figures is the key to success anyways? That's such a term that's overused. And quite frankly, not everyone wants that. Some women that I work with, they just want to be able to make consistently two to $3,000 a month so she can stay at home with her newborn versus going to work at whatever position that it is or a teacher on a teacher's income. She just wants to still pursue her passion of helping and teaching and and helping others learn, but maybe now that's shifted through something else like courses online. So I love that you said that, and I think it's really important to note too how all this translates into your brand and into your story, because someone could be sitting here and resonating with us, but someone could be like, you know, I am all about the material things and I want to make six figures. I'm scaling to seven figures and this is how I do it. And it's all about the hustle and grind. And that's fine. That's great. But I don't think we are that or our brand or who we're working with and who is listening to this now. And I think too, when you take in the beginning, when you take money off the table, it really makes you think because I know I have in the beginning, I just want to make money, but then you dig deeper. Well, okay. Once you have the money, what will it give you? How will you feel? you got to go deeper than just the money because what will that money do for you? Absolutely. Where will you be? So that is the, the first step to crafting your personal brand is you really need to understand your story and how you're going to relate to other people. Well, this one's so good. I can't wait to hear the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can dive into the second one. And the second one is your brand message. Like what's, once you have your story, then what's your mission? Who do you want to help and how can you help them? So this is basically your mission statement and your brand is built around this. So I'll give you an example for me because I'm the boss lady in sweatpants. Mm -hmm. My brand message is I help mompreneurs design and brand their passion in just minutes a day so they can have more balance in time with their families. So you really need to sit down. It's, you know, it's not done in one day. Mm-hmm. I always say you got to write down your ideas, put bullet points down, but you really need to figure out who do you want to help 
and how can you help them? That is your ultimate mission. So once you have your story, then you craft your mission. Then does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I know my mission too. It's everyone that I work with. I want them to be able to say, I love what I do. And if they have a passion like me for helping others, that there's probably a coach sitting up inside them somewhere. And I help them start their coaching business. That call in my heart and that mission gets stronger and it may change. It may, it may pivot, but as, as of right now, everything that I do in my business helps that mission. So that's really important. I love you said that. Yeah. And I think it's good that you say you may change or pivot because remember your, your personal brand is always, I want to say, I don't want to say change, but evolving. Absolutely. It's, It's going to grow with you as your business continues. So the third element to your personal brand is who's your tribe. You need to know who you're targeting, who is the one ideal person you want to help or work with. So once you've identified your tribe or your person, that's when you'll know how to speak to them. So to get to really understanding your tribe, you need to identify the demographics. Where do they shop? What frustrates them? What are their hobbies? You really need to fine tune your perfect, these days they use the term avatar, your perfect avatar, your perfect Mm -hmm. person. And I actually took the time and I wrote a two, uh, two paragraphs and described the one mompreneur. I even named her. Her name is Renee. I just named her. You can give them a name. Mine is Missy. Okay. Right. And I mean, I went through the, the deep description of who she is. I can even visualize what she looks like. I know what she's like at home. I know her obsessions. I know, you know, the household income. And I also know what she struggles with. You really need to take that time to identify your ideal audience. And after we do this, and if you don't know for certain, take a stab at it, right? Guess, do your best guesstimate and tell us why this is so important. Well, if you don't know who you're attracting, you're not going to know how to put your personal brand out there. How are you going to, when we get to step four, you're not going to know how to put that stuff out there if you don't know who you're talking to. And if you don't know who you're talking to, that's when you are going to attract nobody because you're not being specific and your, your personality isn't coming out. You're right. You're, you're how we speak, how we act, how, you know, how we write. It's not going to be reflected because you don't know who you're talking to. This brings up something for me because I've been in the corporate world and the professional world so much, your message tends to get watered down. And when you're an entrepreneur trying to attract your avatar or your tribe, you almost have to juice it up. You have to like be yourself, but a little bit extra. And when I do that, I picture me with a little bit extra, then my actual real personality shines through in my content. And so if anyone's struggling with that, you know, be you, let your weird flag fly, as they say. And that's when you start to really get the, not only the recognition, but the validation that, hey, what I'm saying is really resonating. I'm going to do more of this. And oh, by the way, it comes completely natural because I'm being myself. Right. And, you know, in the beginning, I think it is sometimes kind of hard to put yourself out there for those who are listening. And they're like, well, I really don't know who I am yet. I always say, go through an exercise of, and Google personality traits, and you'll get like a massive list of them. 
try to narrow yourself down to three personality traits. And then you need to ask two other people that know you really well and ask them to do the same thing. And you'll see that there's certain personality traits that overlap. So for me, my personality traits are creative, organized, and fun. And then I threw a fourth one in probably within the last year is sassy. Like I can be really <laughs> sassy like <laughs> and you know what? It kind of goes with the boss lady in sweatpants, you totally. know, the mom bun and I'm going to be sassy. And in the beginning, I was a little reluctant to put that out there because I thought I might offend people. And then I realized I don't care. This is who I am. I'm going to stay true to me. And if I'm going to be sassy, well, guess what? I'm going to attract the other sassy mompreneurs. And those are the mompreneurs that I want to work with. So I'm going to be me and I'm going to be sassy. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I feel a little sassy too sometimes. <laughs> and it's funny too. There's an exercise you can do. Just ask the 10 closest people to you to describe you when you walk in a room. One of my very first life coaches had me do this. I was so scared, but I did it. I mean, it's my friends and family. You, you would think that wouldn't cause nerves to happen, but it did. And it was so insightful. And the things that I thought they would say, I was partially right, but I expected all of them to be like, you're so smart, you're intelligent. Not one person said that. And it doesn't mean I'm not those things. It just meant that's not what my essence is. And that's not what I bring into a room. I don't bring in intelligence and this smart presence. I'm, I'm more these other things that were described fun, outgoing, smile, can light up a room, gets people talking, etc. And it's so, um, eye-opening and enlightening. So I love that. Really important what you said. Never fall back on, well, I don't know what my personality is or take the time and hone it in. Google search it, ask people around you. So that's a great message. And, you know, once you have your, you know, understanding who your tribe is, once you know your story and your brand message, then it gets to what you're going to put out there. And that's the fourth element to your personal brand is the content. And when you, you know, when we start putting content out there, I know I'm guilty of this in the beginning. I just used to put content that I wanted to put out there. Mm -hmm. But the reason why you need to know who your tribe is, is because you need to figure out what does your tribe want from you? Don't just say, well, this is what I'm going to put out there. You really need to figure out what does your tribe want for you or what they're struggling with that's going to be your content. Either if you're doing videos or blog posts or audio files, if you're on YouTube, whatever, whatever kind of content marketing, email marketing you're putting out there, figure out your ideal audience pain points. Your content is the solution to those pain points. And I always tell people when you're putting your content out there, <laughs> what's What's funny is if you were to look back probably two years ago on my Instagram account, you'd be like, oh my God, that boss lady in sweatpants was a total hot mess. Hot mess life. <laughs> oh my God. Like she was bad. Like, what is this? But you know what? That's how you grow. I would spam, spam my MLM company like there was no tomorrow. You know, I just mm -hmm. thought, hey, you need to buy my products. This stuff is awesome. And I realized that's not what people are looking for, like they'll need your product eventually, but what they're looking for is to make that connection with you first. And then they are looking to learn something from you. So when you deliver your content, you always need to deliver it in more of a supportive, educational, 
training base. Yeah, that's smart that you're saying that because so many times we get caught up in who do you want to help? Who do you want to attract? But who are you attracting and how are you helping them? It's a two-way street. And I love that you are putting it in the context of content, using content to bridge that gap. And it's a two-way street, not just all about what you want. And I used to do that too. I even go back sometimes into my Instagram and I'm like, this really lifted me up. I'm so inspirational, but inspiration is amazing and it's good. But at the end of the day, there needs to be a call to action and there needs to be something that gets people moving, being more strategic, I think, with content in that regard and how it relates to your personal branding is such an important message. And two, I always say in shift your mind from thinking sales to serving. Absolutely. Yeah. How can you serve them? What Mm -hmm. information can you give them? And you're always trying to teach and create curiosity you know, about what you do in your business. You have like the same brain, Allison. This is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and just, just create and deliver content your audience craves, like just keep giving it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And again, done is better than perfect. And you're going to get better and better. And if you wait until exactly the right time on exactly the right thing to say, it might not ever happen. And go back in our Instagrams and go look at our hot mess life in the beginning and how we've crafted that doesn't come overnight. That comes with time. And what you said before consistency. Absolutely. All right. So you did a great job recapping. I think we're on the last one. We are, we are on the last one. So you have your story, you have your brand message, you know who you're targeting. You've got great content. Now what do you do with it? Right? (laughs) Exactly. The last one is honestly, and I think you'll understand why this is my favorite one. It's all the aesthetics and the visuals. Got it. And, you know, once you know who you are, what you stand for, your personal brand message and who are you targeting, now you can craft the logo and the brand colors and fonts. And that is honestly the last step. And a lot of people jump to that one before they've figured out who they are in their personal brand. Oh, I'm guilty of that for sure. Me too. Absolutely. And I was like that the whole first year of business. So, and I'm not saying you cannot start a website and logo in the beginning, but your, your story and your brand message and figuring out your ideal audience really needs to start immediately. I'm not saying you can't put yourself out there yet. Go mm-hmm. ahead, do it, but don't focus heavily on the aesthetics and the visuals until you really understand your brand message and your story and what kind of content you're going to put out there. Super important. And personally speaking, I paid for a logo. That was one of the first things I did to try to validate myself as, you know, an entrepreneur and business owner. I love my logo, but I spent lots of time waiting for that logo to be done when I could have been working on what you're saying here and really pushing my business forward. So, and you, you said too, you did step five first. Yep. Have sure you did. branded? Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. I feel one in my future too. Cause how we were both saying like, we, I feel a little sassy. You're a little sassy. We're all a little sassy. I don't think my brand really reflects that. My brand is very feminine, very sweet looking. And I'm like, you know, there might be some bright colors in my future. Like this is passionate. Like passion is red, passion fruits, purple. And I have purple in my logo and my branding colors, but I just sense that as things evolve, I'll probably have to go through that 
And maybe I could have saved myself a little bit of that time and effort to rebrand if I would have done these four steps first. But you know what? I think it's okay. And, and I want people to understand that if you started at step five, that's okay. Like give yourself permission to fail because when you fail, I think that's when you evolve and that just makes you stronger to move forward. If you do everything picture perfect, then I just think, I don't know. I, I think you need to fail to have a strong foundation for a business. Like I just, you're not going to get around it. You're, you're going to fail. No one has gone in the entrepreneur business without failing. Like, yeah, we don't, no one gets it right the first time. No, I'm right. <laughs> Five times later. Yep, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such good messaging. So Allison, if someone has listened to this and maybe she's still struggling, she needs a little extra help. She even just wants to talk it out. They need to reach out to you. The boss lady in sweatpants. How can we find you? The easiest way to find me is, you know, www.bossladyandsweatpants.com forward slash resources. I have so many resources in there for people to grab stuff for free or they can, you know, contact me on Instagram. But yeah, I'm here for you. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, well, go to bossladyandsweatpants.com. Check out Allison. I want everyone here to have these five essential elements in the bag, in their back pocket, because it is so important and it'll really get you further along than waiting on these things and not doing them. So don't put it off. All right. Thank you so much for being here, Allison. I had a great time. Oh, thank you, Michelle. I did too. Hey, real quick before you go, if you are inspired by today's show and you learned something new, I want you to take a screenshot Post it in your Instagram stories and tag me at put your passion to work because together we can practice abundance, take inspired action, and help motivate other passionate women just like us.